Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. And thanks be to God. Good morning. Uh, my name is Alexa. When you talk about me, you can use she, her, her pronouns. I am the student pastor at the Hyde Park Woodlawn site this year. And I am definitely resonating with Martha. Um, someone has to make things happen. Meals don't prepare themselves. Errands need to be run. Projects need to be finished. And Jesus in this passage doesn't seem to get it. So what do we do when things feel um, out of balance for us? Uh, this week, Pastor D'Angelo and I spoke with some people from the healthcare community, people who work in a place where there has been so much imbalance in the last couple of years and mounting burnout, all of that um, that we know about that has been brought on by the pandemic. And so... With that, I invite you to take a moment, take a deep breath, um, and let the Spirit speak um, through this conversation that we had about labor and the work of care. Hi, good morning, Urban Village Church. My name is D'Angelo, and I am privileged to serve you as your site pastor of High Park Woodlawn and Wicker Park locations. If you refer to me, you can refer to me with they, them pronouns. And I have some friends with me. Can you all introduce yourselves? My name is Cindy, and I am a child life specialist at Advocate Children's Hospital. I had the privilege to work with D'Angelo while he was here, and I use he or she and her pronouns. Thank you, Cindy. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, my name is Deborah. I am a provisional deacon in the United Methodist Church and a former chaplain. Um, I had the privilege of working with D'Angelo at uh, Christ Hospital, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Thank you. Thank you all for introducing yourself. Alexa, the, we're just going to have a conversation around work and what that looks like. And uh, Alexa, go ahead. Well, well, thank you both for being here. Um, I wanted to start with the question of, since you both have experience working in healthcare environments, um, you're caring for people all the time in the work that you did or the work that you still do. And so what does it look like for you to care outside of work for people, whether that's caring for your homes, caring for friends, for elders, um, often that kind of work isn't 
financially recognized or societally recognized. And so while you care for people in your paid job, what is it like to do that unpaid work of care um, in your life? And how do you how do you navigate those differences? And anyone is welcome to go first. Um, I, I think for me, it was part of how I was raised that you just care for your elders, you care for your, I mean, your loved ones and you care for yourself. Because if you don't care for yourself, you're not able to care for the ones you love as well as you could. So I think you have to find a balance. And I think it's important to know that caring for people is also a form of loving them. And you do, and I firmly believe that it's God's work as well, whether it's in my job every day here or when I go home and I care for my husband or my sister or my niece and nephew or my brother-in-law or my aunt or any of those that are close to my family. I think it's also the work of the Lord that I do every day. Uh, for me, what it looks like now is, um, unfortunately, uh, my work took away from all of those significant relationships in my life. Um, they were totally neglected uh, because work overshadowed uh, my family life and my other relationships, my spouse even. Um, and now that I'm away from that, I'm finding that joy again that I had before that I had forgotten about. And so just simple things of caring for my family and spouse and my grandchildren. Um, I'm finding so much peace and joy in that now. That's beautiful. And, and, and you, the healthcare industry has been hit hard due to COVID. And there's a lot of burnout and stress and things that are happening, right? Um, and, and, and what you said, Deborah, was so beautiful that like we're gonna get to that right we're gonna get to the distractions and all of that and i'm glad that you sagged away us into that because um organically you talked about those distractions and so um but you know let let's focus on that question a little bit more because i think us who care for others so much even in our professional lives and at home we forget about who cares for us, right? So who are those people that care for you all? Um, in my life, the ones that care for me are, are my family, um, but I never had the time to appreciate it. Um, so many of my friends I have not, um, spent time with they cared for me as well so um also i have people in my church life um who care and support me as well so um just getting back to that is important for me i i kind of have to second what what deborah says i mean it my family, first and foremost, are the people that provide me with care. And, you know, with COVID, everything has looked a little different, right? So 
the care that I get from my friends and some of those in those outer circles of my life, um, we're still caring for each other. We're just doing it a little different. So but it's more phone calls and and things like that rather than as, as much in person as I would probably like. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. And we all dealing with that, right? Of of not being in person, especially right now with church. Look, we're here. <laughs> and what does that 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 weigh on us as well um, as we um, move through this work work world and how chaotic it is right now, and also our personal lives. And so, you know, this story, right, um, in in Luke, where Jesus is coming into this town and is welcomed into the house of Martha and Mary, two sisters. And what happens is, is Mary is at Jesus' feet, like eating up what Jesus is saying, right? And like really listening to the teachings. And Martha is working. She's doing the hospitality work, of cooking, cleaning, um, you know, all those things, washing and, and probably even more. She's probably like going to get wood for the fire and getting water and things like that. So, so uh, she comes and say, hey, Jesus, yo, you tell, tell Mary to get up and help me. And, and he says something profound, right? Um, and he says, let's read it. He says, um, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. So I'm wondering, what do y'all think Mary's, I mean, Martha's hope was that evening that she came to Jesus? And, and also like how and why, you know, the task that she was doing was distracting her. I know, a loaded question. <laughs> What do you think, Deborah? Well, I I believe that Martha's hopes were that Jesus would make Mary get up and come help her. Um, because obviously she was kind of stressed out. Um, so that I believe that was her hope. Um, could you please repeat the second part of that? Yeah, um, about how and why, you know, the tasks were a distraction. I believe that over time, um, Mary, Martha got caught up in so many of her responsibilities that they overshadowed um, what Jesus was trying to uh, let her know was most important and most needed. Um, he was not, I don't believe he was telling her that what she was doing did not matter, but the part that she really needed hmm. was sitting by uh, Mary's side and spending time with the Lord, you know, and her spiritual person was most 
important. Mm. Mm. Cindy, do you have anything to add? No, I think uh, Deborah said that beautifully. I mean, the Lord was in her home and she was distracted from something, a gift that was literally at her, at, at her side in her home. And, and she just was distracted by the activities that we do every day. And I think sometimes we all need to stop and reflect and go, you know, is this dish really more important or should I just sit and contemplate what needs, what I need to hear? Because I think sometimes we don't always listen and it takes a good smacking upside of the head for us to stop and be like, okay, okay, I need, I need to listen and I need to do your will. Huh, man, like the distractions in my own life, right? At work and like caring and it, it, it moves me away from certain things. So I'm wondering like, how is, how did it work? How did work, right? For you, Deborah, um, distract you, which you, you spoke about this as well. And also, uh, Cindy, how is work, right? Like really um, distracting you for, from certain things in your life that you really feel that is important. Um, some of the ways that work distracted me from um, those important other things in my life, um, I allowed it to take over uh, my life. Um, it became more important than um, my spiritual life. It became more important than my family life. Um, and unfortunately, it uh, affected me negatively to the point where I was overall unwell. So um, just, I lost sight like Martha, I totally lost sight of what was needed. And for me, I believe that was first and foremost feeding my spirit person. Thanks for sharing and being vulnerable to even uh, share that. Cause I. I, I hope people, you are listening because, you know, some of us are at that moment. And um, I think Deborah has some wisdom and she shared it with us and I hope you're taking it. Um, and maybe, you know, what she said will help you move to another level um, in your life to think about work a little differently than what you're doing right now. Cindy, do you have anything to add on? I have a couple little thoughts. You know, at the very beginning, COVID was so scary, right? And I think that fear took hold. And I had to really stop myself when the thought of coming to work every day and just remember that that God was going to be there for me and whatever his will was was going to happen and that I just needed to have faith in whatever his plan was for me. And I really needed to stop and think about that. And then as this has dragged on and it it's felt that way, absolutely. Um, I've, you know, you have to reevaluate as you keep going on in your life. And I, 
I had worked in our intensive care unit and I got to the point that I was like, this is just too much for me right now. And when a position came in another area of the hospital within our my field, I took it and it gave me the opportunity to step back from some of the intense moments and enjoy an outpatient setting where children are in theory more healthy and I get to do a lot more of the play that I, I enjoy doing. And so that, you know, that also is something too, is that I just by stepping back and, and taking that moment to reevaluate and, you know, this position became available. And, I, you know, I just think that that was his way of helping me too. And just be like, there's this door, it just opened, you need to step through it. And I did. And it really has helped my my work life balance as well and and hopefully made me a better human as well. I'm curious about so with Martha this story about like her priorities being all misaligned um, and in the healthcare setting, especially like sometimes there are things that are like there are priorities in in healthcare settings and so um i guess i i don't know what my full question is but like how do you how do you know what the one thing is that's needed um what are the factors that go into that how do you discern that um and that's pretty open ended but i'm curious about how you each discern that in your own lives and work. I think every single person is different and we have to look at that difference and see whatever the need is that needs to be met in that moment. You know, sometimes I have an anxious mom that I just need to sit there and, and be with her and just listen to her. And sometimes I have a scared kid that I need to try and distract. Or sometimes I have an anxious tech. You know, I every person is an individual, and I think you just have to look and take those two minutes to assess what that individual needs, including yourself. I mean, there are days that my cup, I need somebody to help fill my cup because if my cup isn't full, I don't have much to give. I um, wholeheartedly agree with um, Cindy. Um, for me, in the work atmosphere, determining what is needed is um, determined by what's the most urgent. So it's pretty clear there in the work of, uh, atmosphere. Um, in my personal life, it's a little different. Um, and one of the things I had gotten away from was actually consulting with God about what's the most important thing for this day that I need to uh, attend to. Um, also, uh, being flexible enough to know that if I have something planned, that things happen and I may not necessarily get to it, but flexible enough to put it off until maybe the next day and that way i won't be stressed out about what i need to do um, and because life is so unpredictable emergencies pop up 
um, then, you know, in that regard, it's just not so clear cut uh, as it is in the workforce in the work atmosphere. Yeah, th thank you all for sharing those. And so, um, you know, in our text today, Jesus says something about that one thing, right? Like, so what do you think that Jesus was telling Martha? Like, you're not focused on that one thing. Well, what's that one thing you think that Jesus was talking about? I think that it that the Lord needs to be at the center of your life. And that through him all things are possible, but if you don't have him, not possible. And so kind of I get your distractions, but come back to me and and I can help you with this. Um yes, um I believe, you know, the same thing that, you know, the spirit was most important, feeding her spirit. Um, if that's not fed and that's not in alignment, then nothing else will fall into place. And then that stress and anxiety that uh, Martha felt, that's what's going to be what guides her, um, as opposed to just sitting quietly and communing with the Lord and listening for his voice. Wow, thank you all for this conversation. And, um, you know, this was geared towards healthcare workers and it's really chaotic in this field. And, and you all said something so beautiful around, uh, feeding your spirit. And so um, we are starting here at UBC, uh, a small group called Respite. And in this small group, it's for healthcare workers to come to talk about what's going on or not to talk about what's going on because we talk about it all the time. Um, have space for um, what I have created bounce back kits and and um, things that we would do to build um, some some time to just let go of everything that we hold on to. Um, and so please join us. It, you know, look for the small group sign up form sign up. We're going to pick a time and we're just going to come and get rejuvenated to just go and do this work that we um, sometimes get distracted, but let's not allow for that to distract us and focus on um, where what Jesus has put our mind to do, and that is to build our spirits. Thank you all so much for joining us.